Welcome back to the Anxious Millennial Podcast. I'm your one and only host, Alexandra. Pamela Portnoy was on the Anxious Millennial, I want to say about a year and a half ago. She was joined at the time by her then co-host of the podcast, No One's Okay, Alexa Marie Anderson. We took some deep dives into their craft, acting, talked everything pandemic, and of course, talked about mental health. We're checking back in again, this time Pamela's flying solo, and I can't wait to hear where she's at and just to catch up because that's what you do with friends. So Pamela, my dear, welcome back to the Anxious Millennial. I'm so happy to see you. I cannot tell you how happy I am to see your face. (laughs) It's so nice to see you. Oh, I've been thinking about this all day. I'm not even kidding you. And of course, shout out to Alexa Marie Anderson, who's not on the podcast today, but we love her. Who is very much in my heart and life and present and who will be listening to this. Oh my gosh. So these two class acts, go ahead and send me the most beautiful bouquet of flowers post-interview about a year and a half ago. Literally still have their notes. (laughs) Because you are the sweetest thing. I can't deal. Like I saw this coming. I'm like, oh, my man, not my man, even better. (laughs) My ladies. So my ladies. That makes me so happy. I'm glad you enjoyed that. A hundred percent. And honestly, you guys, I mean, this is why we had to touch base. Um, So Pamela, Pam, one-on-one, I jumped into your nickname really quick. Didn't ask permission. Oh, hey, Alex. Can I call you Alex? (laughs) Some people get really, they're like, no, no, don't call me that. And I'm like, really? Because that's your nickname. That is so interesting. It's funny because I get called out on it all the time because everyone in my life calls me Pam, but I introduce myself as Pamela and professionally go by Pamela, but it sounds weird to me when people call me Pamela. I'm, I feel like I'm more of a Pam. And then I saw your squad cast invite and you're like with Pamela and Alex. I was like, does she go by Alex? Okay. So how do you feel about it? That's why I couldn't take the risk. I'm like, Maybe I jumped in because I think I called you Pam a couple of times on like the first episode. And I'm like, I jumped in too quick. I broke it. You say my name so nicely too. Okay. Honestly, (laughs) this interview is over. We, this love fest, like I can't deal. I can't deal. Pam's okay then. Right? Swear. I am more than okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is exactly why you're back. This is what I needed. So in the same vein of catching up, because that's what friends do, we give each other updates on our lives. Pam, what is your word for 2022 so far and why? I feel like I'm cheating when I'm going to say this, but I will explain why I'm going to say it. I think my word for this year is audacity. And I totally ripped it off of Catherine Ryan's book, which is titled Audacity. And I am currently reading that right now. I don't know if you guys know much about Catherine Ryan. She's also in Canada and, um, or she's from Canada and she's currently in England. Anyway, her book is incredible. She's a wonderful comedian and she talks about like her journey, um, to being the woman that she is and how she's always had like this audacity and how people have not encouraged, you know, how outspoken she is and I feel like I need that that's what I need this year I need to be a little less apologetic whoa Pam (laughs) 
<laughs> so I ripped it off, but I feel like it is what I want. That's the word I want. It's it's the intention is amazing. I I want it as well. Actually, I'm thinking that is so pertinent to my life right now as well. And you're being overly apologetic is so like as millennials also like workforce wise, what we've had to deal, not just in these past two years, but in the past, I don't know, decade plus we've had to fight to get like decent work and to be taken seriously and not be called entitled or snowflakes. So we like just decided to say, I'm sorry all the time. Yes. Right. So, so I love this not being overly apologetic. I also think it's not just, you know, I think definitely our generation, but especially women. Preach. And I'm I'm just, I'm tired of trying to be small and to be approved of and for everyone to like me. Yes, I am a human being. I want everyone to like me. But at the same time, like, it's exhausting trying. And that's, if you're, if you're making waves, some people are not going to be too happy about it. So we're not going to care too much. (laughs) I know. (laughs) We're going to try our best. I know. I know. Anytime you're different, creative, outside the box, you're immediately judged. This kid, yes. this opens up so many realms right now. I can't even tell you. Like, I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> do you notice also when you're being mansplained to? Because this is something I'm picking oh up on gosh. so much lately. Isn't it? Like, I, I don't know. I... It's the- I want to hear these stories. When do you notice it the most? Because yes, the answer is yes. I notice it a lot. But what is it that makes it specific that you know you're being mansplained to? What What is it? Because to me, it's tone. Tone, definitely. I also, I notice it in how I react. Because... If I'm being and I, I I try and I try to call it out when it happens, but I try not to use the word mansplain because I feel like that'll immediately like get someone heading in the other direction um, and not like in the empathetic place and more in the defensive place, but kind of just nodding along like, yes, I brought this topic up because I, you know, have something to say, but you're literally explaining back to me what I was trying to say. And so I'm just, I find myself like nodding along a lot to what that person is saying. And I don't want to be rude by being like, yeah, what exactly what I was saying. But a part of me wants to because we should be able to stand up for ourselves. So you feel like when someone repeats something back to you exactly the way you just said it, it's completely condescending. Sorry, that's a lot. And I just said, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It just elicits such a... Ugh, I can't. It bothers me. Rightfully so. Pam, it really bothers me. It, it. I think you're justified in feeling the way you're feeling when that happens. Thank you for that validation. Because moreover, you wouldn't believe it. But you know what still happens are things like kiddo, sweetie, and young lady. I can't believe I'm, like, I'm saying these words out loud, to be honest. How embarrassing for them. Yeah. My favorite is like when that happens and then I turn it back on them and I, I call the person that you know called me that back to them and then they like are taken aback i'm like okay well how did it feel for you when that happened to you um and i don't like to live by tit for tat but i think people should give a think to how their words affect people absolutely 
So what I'm hearing, Pam, you say is that there are a couple of strategies that you use to bring them to their, like the awareness that they're doing what they're doing, the other party that is. So you mirror back or you reflect back what they said and you also call them back what they said. Does that work? I think ideally, you know, having a conversation about it would be my strategy. Do I behave that way in the moment? Probably not most of the time. Sometimes I've done that, but I struggle with, you know, wanting people to like me. Again, I'm human. And so if I can articulate why my ego is being so pinched by that person, I will try to say it in a way that would maybe create a productive conversation. But a lot of the time, unfortunately, I can honestly say, I don't, I haven't had the guts. But now that we're talking about it, I'm more aware, like, have the guts. How do you deal with it? It's a tough one. It's ongoingly difficult because I feel the same way. Um, It's in the moment. I'm like, I always know something's off when my, something in my nervous system, my, like, my body tenses. I just, my intuition kicks in and just tells me, Like, am I being sensitive or is it actually really condescending? So I have to distinguish because I do tend to be a little on the defensive because I really want women to just move to a place where finally we're like at the same spot. We're seeing eye to eye. I know there's work, but honestly, I try, I I probably make a joke out of it just as a defense. And then it ends up looking like I thought what they said was hilarious, which is so in, in the end, it's actually not, it didn't, it didn't teach them anything. It didn't call them out. So I'm the same. I freeze. And then like an hour later, I'm like, shit, I could have just called them out. It, it It's that conversation I have in the car at the top of my lungs, reenacting what the conversation should have been. And I look like a crazy person to the car next to me because I'm like, I'm so eloquent by myself in the car. But when it comes face to face with the confrontation, I'm deer in the headlights. And I think that's because it's so indoctrinated into us to be pleasing to other people. It's so annoying, but it's also the result of you know, years and generational stuff. So, you know, we can't entirely feel like it's our fault. We should be different. You know, someone told me they're like, um, don't try and get on your soapbox and try to like preach. Cause like mm-hmm. the second you preach what the defensiveness you talked about, that's when people feel like you're attacking them. So I'm like, okay, let me switch gears from preaching and make it more of like a learning moment. But I feel like even a learning moment feels preachy. I don't know. So it's like, a catch 22. It also, maybe it's something that I need to like think about alone in my own private time and think about how I'd react next time because my whole fear, and I, I, this has happened in relationships. It's happened with family members. You know, I will feel very, very strongly, but unfortunately I don't have the gift of the articulation, um, as much as other people in my life do. Um, I have noticed that podcasting has helped with that a lot, but I still feel like I'm not content with how I articulate myself on the daily. And anyone can win an argument with me. And of course, the purpose of these conversations is not to win the argument, 
but I would love to be able to be comfortable enough in standing in my truth. Mm, standing in your truth. Yes. I don't know how else to, to articulate that, but maybe if I just sit with it alone and think of like, next time this happens, maybe explore it this way. And you, so I won't be coming from like the knee jerk reaction of the hurt that they just caused me. I don't know. I don't know what the best tactic would be. Everything you just said was so powerful. Love that you said that there's an importance or value in meditating on our values and our foundations. Also flabbergasted by you just saying that you're not articulate. You are so articulate, Pam. You're so kind, but it's so not true. I get like wound up in my emotions and like my face will get hot. And I'm like, I don't, I'm just, <sighs> I'll just get huffy. And I'm like, you know what? You suck. <laughs> like nothing good will come of the conversation if I'm like upset. <laughs> okay. You either are like a master of managing yourself. Cause like that, I, let's be real here. Also, like, I feel like in your artistry as well, like you, you, I guess had to manage that and really temper down perhaps what you were feeling to be able to, you know, convey the art but at the same time I'm thinking to myself I have never seen you flustered nor have I heard you flustered so to me it's like it's a mind-blowing thing what you just said but also super powerful with the standing in your truth um speaking of which mm. I'm curious as far as self-care Pam or meditation any of that where are you at with that my self-care I've noticed has kind of fluctuated um I've been a, like way more on top of my sleep lately um at the beginning of the pandemic through probably four to five months ago i was an absolute shit show when it came to my sleeping hours i was like sleeping at three four in the morning not getting up to like 10 and then i just feel like i'm behind all day and i'm still kind of sleepy um now i force myself to be in bed at a reasonable hour lights out by a certain hour okay. i also find that it really helps me to like keep my light in my uh place like really low like i i like create a mood like light some candles in the evening you know and it's just a regular evening but it really helps me relax and you know therapy every week and um thankful for that and, and quality time with my amazing friends what's yours i feel like everything you said resonates i actually love everything you said and lighting's a big one mm. and now that i think about it i used to work in a windowless office so now i'm like obsessed with light so and ergonomics in general to make things like look good and feel good while i'm sitting at my desk all day also candles i had to stop buying candles because i had it like a an obsession with what's the name of that store in the states it's all candles yankee candle yankee candle uh, did i get it really nailed it on the first oh my goodness yankee candle i couldn't remember the name because i had a freaking drawer actually I had multiple drawers full of yankee freaking candles <laughs> the drawers all smelled like the beach but like an expired beach and i'm like this an expired beach what even yeah. is that <laughs> Even hearing that out loud is ridiculous. But I had to I had to get rid of some stuff, Pam. It was getting really out of control and borderline, frankly, unhealthy. Who is that organization guru at the moment that everybody's all about? Why am I forgetting? 
all the things. Oh, like creating does this does not spark joy. Um, am I right? Am I right? Yes. Is that the person you're thinking of? What's her name? I don't know her name. I didn't even watch the show. I just know that that's the catchphrase. <laughs> but in all seriousness, who can sustain a perfectly organized space in the long run? That does not require revisiting and retweaking at all times. I was on a color coordination like kick for the longest time, but Pam, between you and me, can you color coordinate your hoodies? I can't even keep my hoodies on hangers. You know what I mean? Like they, they go in, in, I shove them wherever they fit. <laughs> That's like the one clothing item I don't understand how to put away. Because either, like, it's way at the top and I have to, like, throw it and hope for the best, hope it doesn't come back down. <laughs> or, or like, shove it in a drawer. It's, it's enough. I, so, <laughs> same, same. And I, I, I try. I just, by, like, the end of a week and a half, it's, like, back to complete chaos. So I admire anybody who can sustain the clean closet. Um, do you do anything, like, compulsively that also makes, like, makes, makes you feel like you have control in your life? Oh, I bet. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> certainly there has to be. I'm like looking around my house to look for evidence. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's such a good question. I don't like leaving things where I didn't like pick them up in the first place. I live alone. It's very, you know, I don't have many. I don't have much company. Like maybe once a week I'll have some company. But like I can I can live without you know, putting everything away all the time. But I just feel like my house is an absolute wreck if I don't put everything back before I go to sleep at night. But like, who's going to see it? It's for you. You do it for yourself. Yeah, I wish I was more relaxed about that. But maybe it would be a shit show if I was. What about you? What are you compulsive about? I have to put my keyboard back under my laptop. Like my desk has to be clean at night for some, like I can't leave notepads out. I also compulsively take notes. I love that about you though. I mean, I love that about you. Can't be good. (laughs) Can't be healthy. (laughs) I have different notebooks for different classes. I have like about five notebooks for work. Like I bullet journal and then I bullet, it's it's actually now that I'm saying it out loud, it sounds super unhealthy. No, it sounds no. organized and like it would inspire a lot of productivity. Yeah, but then you get lost in like post-it notes. I mean, case in point, like <laughs> no, seriously, I bought this like post-it note ball, which I never use. It's just sitting here. Oh, that like, looks so cool. Isn't it the most eye-pleasing thing you've ever seen never used it how many sides does it have i don't know because i was gonna say it's like a post-it rubik's cube but that is not a cube it's like a soccer ball of post-its it's the most beautiful useless thing but like it was colorful and it had a surface to write and i had to have it had to have it okay so when you take one off do you feel the need to take one off of each color to keep everything even? Or do you hit one color at a time? No, 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 no. So the OCD thing? <laughs> well, I don't know. So actually, let me not judge it. And let me no, ask- do not judge it. I, I can't judge it, right? Because I know, I know, I personally know people who would do that. Would you do that? 
I think it would be one or the other. Like, I feel like I would keep track somehow, like either do one or two at a time of each color or let one color run all the way down and then move on to the next color. Like I couldn't just pull random colors willy nilly. I don't think that I could do that. So Wow, I sound relaxed, <laughs> like a relaxed person. <laughs> Super laid back, very chill, zen in all ways. Listen, I'm right there with you. I mean, yeah, we're dissecting our post-it note strategies, but that's my brain in a nutshell. I'm, I, that's me. That's amazing. Can I ask you a question related to this a little bit, sort of? Of course, please. You know, there's like a meme that goes around every so often um, that talks, you know, when you're in school and you have different notebooks or folders for different subjects? Yes. And you color code, like yeah, red, yellow, green, blue. What colors are for each subject? Ooh, hmm. okay. I feel like red is a subject I would have hated. So let's do math. That is the correct answer, Alex, because red has to be math. Listeners, let us know because this is the meme that goes around and the, the red has to be math. Okay, Good you, answer. Just really, you gave me full body chills. Are you serious right now? Why? Do we all have that? Like, red visceral- was always math for me. I, I don't know why. So what the hell is like, what's... <laughs> What are the others? What's what's for me like English or language arts was blue. Okay. Yeah, Green is science <laughs> and yellow is history. Okay, wait, I can't even think straight. Actually, you know what? Yes, yes. Is that exactly right? Okay, wait. Those do track. They do. Really? I mean, green with the science obviously but hang on my brain is so stuck on red for math why like what is that about i'm sure we're gonna get a rogue listener that's like math was blue and i'm like you're wrong (laughs) i'm gonna (laughs) serve myself and say i'm just kidding you guys do you but no i mean i'm sorry this was a random sample right now and like we're at we're at opposite ends of the continent i i say that but it's not entirely accurate just roll with me on this one we're like (laughs) The odds of that could have gone in any direction. The fact that it landed on red, I feel, and we're in two different countries. So listen, rogue listener, just saying. Um, amazing though. And I, the history one also makes sense to me because of like, when I think of history, I think of like antique papers, like yellowing papers, yes. you know, that's yes. how I thought of it when I was in school. I don't know how you thought of it when you were at school, but that fascinates me that a lot of people kind of do the same thing. Okay, on the school topic, what is a habit you have kept to date in your life from school? Coffee before class. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. Procrastination also. Another good one. Very, okay, that what one, yeah. Um, agendas. I have to order agendas every, I need an agenda. I don't know why, like, it's been in my brain since I was in high school or even before high school, actually, in like in middle school. I, I, we always had agendas and I'm like, it's stuck ever since. Does that? That's amazing. I wish it stuck with me. I have one and I use it, but like most of my appointments I keep in my iPhone, but I love having the paper agenda too. So I don't know how to organize myself to make myself consistent. How do you do it? (laughs) From the master, teach me. 
Oh, right. I wish. Yes. Uh, listen, that's why I needed. Okay. So another thing that's really annoying is that invites can go anywhere. They can go in your G suite they can go in your outlook and they can go in your hotmail. They can go in your, so, or your iCal and they don't all sync. That pissed me off. You know how many meetings I missed? Cause there was no syncing action. <laughs> so it wouldn't show up on any of them or it would just be hidden in one. Like it would be on Outlook, wouldn't be on my iPhone, and that's why I'm like I'm conver- I'm I'm putting every meeting ever with stickers because that's another excuse to use stickers. Okay? Excellent. Stationary hashtag stationary. Um, Gorgeous. Listen, I'm I'm 34 years old, still use stickers. I'm proud to say it. I think you so. should be proud to say it. That sounds great. I'm actually I have a tab open right now for a sticker company for my water bottle. I'm looking for some stickers that won't wash away uh, in the dishwasher wow. for my water bottle. Interesting. Because you... my producer Jason has the same color water bottle I do from the same company and we got to we got to figure it out how to tell them apart. So, I'm getting stickers. Do you have do you have earpods or anything else that could potentially be swapped, laptops and or other? Airpods for sure always. Do you have a cover for it or do you have stickers for it? Any way to distinguish that they're your, that they're yours? <laughs> Not yet, but I'm gonna. The second we're done with this, that's what I'm getting. Because <laughs> that's not something you want to swap. You don't want to be swapping no ear pods with nobody. No, no. The, the sexy swap of the earwax. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> As she gags. <laughs> that's, I, yeah, no, I'm sorry. Ear pods for that very reason. Just like, I can't, I can't deal. And then when I like, I hate to say it when I see someone drop one somewhere and just put it right back in. I'm like, what, what, <laughs> what do you do when that happens to you? I like douse it in every hand sanitizer I have lying around. Don't put it back in the year yet. Get home, let it air dry, douse it again, clean it up with a towel. You can't wet it. So what the hell can you do? I figure the hand sanitizer 30 times over works. I don't know. What do you do? I do a little bit of hand sanitizer, but I probably don't wait that long to put it back in, which is probably not so great. Well, I've read that the five second rule is an absolute sham. It's, is it? It's, it's it's not true. It, it touched the surface. Five seconds or 0.1 seconds, you're done. It's It's over. <laughs> it's over. You're going to have growing things growing <laughs> out of your ears at that point. <laughs> Oh no. I know. It's it's a commitment at that point. You make your choice, man. <laughs> Yikes. That's good to know. Well now now we're gonna shift how we handle that. <laughs> now we're gonna have to shift it because now I'm gonna think of you every time I drop my AirPods. And I've been so clumsy lately, so it's gonna happen soon. <laughs> Listen, I I the clumsiness will always be I don't even know. Are you tall? How tall are you? I'm five six. How tall are you? I feel like you're taller. I'm I'm six foot, so I trip and fall every day, all day. Like, Amazing. Surfaces. Not the tripping, but I'm still I'm stuck on your height. <laughs> I'm stuck on your height. Um, do you love your height? That's a good question. I didn't used to, because you know, anything that singles you out is different. You will never love. Um, and pants for some reason, like in the 2000s, like the early 2000s, had to be like 30 inches long, like from everywhere. Mm. So I had like water in the cellar at all times. Like my pants were consistently short for a decade. So it angered me until skinny jeans came in, which PS are now out, which like, I'm still on the fence. 
I don't know how you feel about... We're not doing the skinny jeans being out. We're committed. Thank you. It keeps everything in. I personally think it looks amazing. I'm comfortable in it. I'm not I'm not switching. Thank I you. I don't think I could pull off the boot cut. Absolutely not. Thank you. I, I deeply appreciate that. And like our winters don't permit like wide pants because you will accumulate an entire puddle on your pant like boots you could tuck skinny jeans into totally everything. and it right the 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 shadow that the water like stain the puddle it keeps rising up the back and then you get cold and then you get sick and then great was it worth it no oh absolutely not what do you say to someone because i have a lot of tall friends and some of which love their height and some of which like won't ever wear high heels because they're scared mm-hmm. of, you know, being taller than a man. What do you say to them? Oh, my gosh. Own it. Wear, wear all the things. If a low, if a flat works for you, great. Um, if you want to wear the four inch stiletto, do just do it. Honestly, it took me a while to feel majestic. Like it made me feel like I'm just this ginormous individual sticking out of a crowd. And it made me feel so like, I didn't want to feel big. I was, I was a bigger kid too. So like, I didn't want to feel big. I was already big. So I'm like, I wanted to, so I started to do this thing, like the slouchy thingy. Yeah. My dad, he's like, no, like he'd always sort of fix my shoulders back up. My dad like, would oh. always fix my posture too. You too. Yeah. But we we like to make ourselves smaller and I'm just not, no, we're not doing this anymore. No, 100%. Actually, when you really own it, the it, sh- it sh- kind of shifts the energy in the room and you kind of feel like, okay, I'm walking into the room and like I... I, I'm really taller than everybody else. Is it is it freakish? It's really not. No, it's, it's not. But it took me a long time and lots of therapy to, <laughs> to get there. But you know, what what are you gonna do? What I you love do? that you you thought about that and worked on that. And that's a, that's amazing to me because I, I actually have <laughs> I don't know if this is TMI. Oh well. Um I've dated men that are my height or even shorter because I don't I don't care about that. I care about like can they make me laugh? Do I have a good time with them? And I have dated people that had a problem with me being taller than them. And they said that they would have a problem with me wearing heels. And I understand everyone has their, you know, complaints, but I'm not about to like change how I operate and I I want to be with someone that's like if I'm if I happen to be taller than them, look what I caught. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Thank you for saying that. I yeah, some complexes are really interesting. Like I feel like that's deep-seated stuff for them. Like it's like they were teased as kids. Like that's it's always the trauma piece. Someone wants you to be different to make them feel more comfortable. You were mm-hmm. you were verbatim told not to wear heels or or what happened? I don't Again. precisely remember how like our height difference came up, but I basically we were talking about it and the question came up, would it bother you if I wore high shoes? And they said yes, like point blank without any further explanation. And I'm like, "Oh. Well, I'm not going to change how I do things." Good for you. Good for you. I mean, I understand, like, I'm not going to go out of my way to, like, make someone feel bad, you know, but maybe that's just, 
Do you think that there's just compatibilities that just like don't work? Yeah, that that could be it. You know. Yes. Yes. And and the preferences. Of of course, different strokes for different folks. It's totally look. I mean, I think the mere fact that, and I'm sure he found his person or his lobster. I think he did actually. So that's wonderful. So good for him. And and if it worked out for him and if she's okay with whatever dynamic that is. So you know what? It's uh, it's, I always see these moments as gifts because um, who told me lately people, people, I was my therapist (laughs) quoting my therapist. We love Um, a good therapist moment. I quote mine all the time. She's the bomb. And she, so she told me people will, tell you and show you who they are but you have to listen 100 i mean it's up to us to not pick and choose because sometimes the signs and the flags are really right in front of us right yes interestingly enough so i feel like that might that that would have been your flag which you chose differently i gather Um, Right. Yes, definitely. Um, We moved on pretty quickly after that. But there have I'm not I am by no stretch like anywhere close to perfect. Like I have definitely been assaulted by the redness of so many flags (laughs) in my life. And I'm like, I see it. (laughs) Is it that red, though? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. It is. (laughs) But you know, I have ignored it and I've learned my lessons and I'm still learning my lessons, but yeah, it's about taking in what you see for sure. I think about that all the time. Sometimes I think we also like the thrill of the ride and taking the occasional risk that we think might pay off, or maybe it's, um, you know, the, the, you know, unrequited love when it's like not reciprocated. I chose the wrong people for so long. Are we the like, same person? <laughs> no, Pam, you don't understand. Did you, did this happen to you as well? You just kept choosing the wrong individual. Mm-hmm. Over and over and over again. It was like a pattern, the wheel, the hamster didn't stop. And I'm like, is it, okay, am I so bold as to ask, like, did you have a type? I'd say when I think on the people that I've dated and people that I've been with in the past, the one thing that I could say that they all had in common is they made me laugh and they were very solid in their own truths. Regardless of what that truth was, I think I love that reassured energy about them which i was very clearly lacking if i was pursuing just like like the wrong people that's i I think the best way i can describe it i mean there are so many other things that they have in common but we're not gonna get into that but i think i i wanted that kind of like solid like solidity is that a word solid yeah absolutely um in my personality and my beliefs and my actions that they Mm. had regardless of whether they were good or not okay that's like a bit of a mind-blowing moment because I completely I completely identify with with what you just said it was like the it might have even been like fake self-assured ness 100 percent 
but it was strong. The force was strong. <laughs> it looked and sounded convincing. So you know what? Walked right into the freaking fire and I got burned and I got burned again. And it was like, oh man, I remember a move. This was so bad, Pam, if I could tell you this. He just, so individual, let's call him X. X. <laughs> Appropriate. Individual X would not give me the time of day. So I decided the the right place to confront him about it was like maybe around midnight at a bar where he happened to be, which is in hindsight, I mean, everything was wrong about that. <laughs> like, okay. You know, it was that wrong courage at the wrong time. And I was just so mad. And I just went right up to him and I'm like, just why? What's 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 wrong? Is can we just like let's just go for a cough? And I'm thinking back at this conversation. I'm like, why would you ever put yourself in a spot to look like you're begging anyone to spend time with you? Made no sense. Ugh. I struggle this with this a lot myself, and I don't think I've ever talked about this, but I I've had so many unrequited romances in my life. And I know exactly what you mean. Like, wh- why would, do we like the this twisted challenge about it? Like, are we trying to, com- like, why do we feel the need to convince someone that we are of, you know, worth spending time with? Exactly. Exactly. It's- In fact, so get this, apparently, so according to studies, In the unrequited love game, it's harder on the person who has to reject than the rejectee because they're going through all of the, I know I, I, I fought like my, it was, it was a professor of like motivational psychology and we were discussing unrequited love, literally unrequited love. And he said, studies show that they struggle more than the person being rejected because they have to juggle with all of the feeling bad, their guilt, their shame for rejecting someone else. And apparently the burden is subjectively heavier for them than the person getting rejected. Isn't that wild? That is very wild. And the people pleaser inside of me is shouting, oh my God, I feel so bad that I put them through that. <laughs> How <Yeah>. fucked <laughs> up is that? How <laughs> fucked up is that? I I know, I know, I know, I I, I know. Because I felt the same way because I resonate with, I am a people pleaser as well. So I, for the first, when I heard this, I'm like, oh, I put them through that. I made them like, uncomfortable. I know. I know. It's, it's, I swear that when I, when I learned that, I'm like, I will never, I actually, because I'm sure you've rejected because you're a gorgeous, amazing, talented woman. So you've had to do the rejecting. Everyone, I feel like, has both has had both. Thank you for be- that. This is a very nice compliment. Thank you. But I feel like everyone's gone on both sides of that coin. Yes, but do you remember the turmoil when you did? Think about it. Did you feel bad? Oh my god, awful. I it actually used to be my mantra that I preferred being broken up with than being the one to break up with someone. That is deep, Pam. I, I really, I didn't want to be the one to hurt somebody. I think that speaks to the, like your incredible level of compassion though. And that's awesome. That's awesome. 
thanks, but also like, what a, uh, that's such a time waster. Like now I think I would be better with it if I, if I stood firm in the conclusion that like, if I do this, we would be saving both of us time and we could both go find our people now. But I think also the element of kindness that you bring to the table where it's like you genuinely put yourself like with empathy into someone else's shoes. Also, like we totally need more of that. Um, Do you watch Drive By Kindness on Instagram when they like shower people with confidence, the confidence compliments? Oh, yeah, I think I have seen that a couple of times. They just yell out like, you're beautiful. I love your hair. And I swear those videos make me like faith in humanity restored. So I just, it's, it's kind of awesome that you have that empath side to you. So keep it. I feel like you for sure have that too. Yeah. And it gets heavy. So I I understand. Uh, So I hear you when you say, I wish I had sort of stood more firm in, in, in that and it's less of a time waster for sure. But I kind of like that, you know, we have a really human side to us and we're not cutthroat, psychotic, narcissistics. 100%. And I don't know if you've dealt with a lot of people of that ilk um, growing up or like in your in your dating life. And I won't get too far into this, but I feel like having experiences with people like that can create a fear in speaking your truth 100% because you're afraid of how they're going to react. Well, of course, because it's gaslighting central. Yes. Gaslighting and threats and just a lot of negativity. Um, And that makes you second guess yourself, which is abusive. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I think there's an educational piece on what abuse actually is. And it doesn't always have to come in the form of like physical. I think, um, That's why I'm loving all this conversation on things like consent and stuff. So these are really important pieces to be talking about. And um, man, I do not envy anyone in high school who has to deal with like, we didn't have TikTok. We don't have, we didn't have Instagram. I know it's like a really aged discourse, what I'm saying, but honestly, I think of that and it's it's got to be tough. I was reading that there's like a TikTok influencer who inhales self-tanner through her nose. I'm sorry, what? And, Why? Yeah. And and doctors are it's like the thing now. Like instead of actually like spraying on your self-tan or going for your like your your self-tan spray or getting it done, you can inhale it through this it looks like one of those e-cigarettes but through your nose. So it works, but like doctors are like you can you can you die. Can yeah yeah major bad health shit first of all i don't even understand how that would work i think it comes out through your pores it's which can't be great no it's and it goes into your lungs also like also isn't that product supposed to be external not internal yeah yeah but i mean it's already it's- not great for you ex- for you externally but i use it on occasion um but no, 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 guys, don't do that. Don't do that. I'm not a doctor, but please don't do that. That That's not good for you. I know. I know. But because like having the little glow is in like, I don't know, people do it and young youngsters, youngsters are doing this. So it's like, no, I know PSA. Don't, don't, don't do those things. Um, My God, I feel like you and I can talk about all the things I, I, 
Jesus. I, I know we definitely can. And you just like reminded me of this video that I watched this morning. Um, It was um, another podcaster, Victoria, and I'm forgetting her name right now, but she's wonderful. And she went viral. One of the times she went viral was for posting a video that was like the video was edited. And there's like a technology that you can actually edit how your body looks on live video. And so she posted a video of her body edited, and then she showed a picture of what her body actually, or she took a video, the same video of what her body actually looks like to show that everything we're seeing on social media is curated. And people are now having conversations with their children saying, like, if you see it on social media, it's basically like watching a movie set. Costumes, lighting, editing. Um, Keep that in mind. Don't think that this is real. You know, it's interesting you should say that, that all the education we've gotten on how curated social media actually is, it's as if we get it in the moment intellectually, we can understand what is being said, but it's as if that goes away and we return to our baseline of absorbing it and thinking there's some level of accuracy in what I'm seeing. And I so often think of social media as like the demise of human kind, <laughs> as existential as that sounds, but it's, I have such a love hate relationship with social media. It's like, it's, it plays such a huge part in yeah my, yeah, my unhappiness, my FOMO, my self-esteem. Mm-hmm. It's been an ongoing battle. Like, how do you feel about it overall? I, I do feel that way. And I do notice um, there I go through periods where I'm like very like hooked into the social media. And then I go through periods where like I get busy, like I just moved to a new place. Like so for a while, my social media use was cut down a lot. And I notice when that happens, my mental health shoots up. And I that can't be coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. There is definitely a correlation. I, I would definitely say so. Do you mute accounts that make you feel bad? I, I've been muting like a... I don't think I've ever muted an account, but I just like, I try not to engage. I move on. And I've honestly been a lot more on, on TikTok, which is a whole different animal, but also the same. And I just like try to scroll really fast if I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to see that. <laughs> then I'll like dive into like some of the science psychology stuff and I'll be like, I'll stay and give it a like, maybe a follow if I'm really excited and like get more content. But then there's also that question of the more you do that, is that really smart? Because you're purposely not exposing yourself to ideas that are different than your own. I don't know. I don't know. Wow, that's, I, that's a huge point. And, and a friend of mine who's super young and really wise told me constantly surround yourself by by people that just don't share the same opinion as yours. And even if you're super progressive, I know that's like a hard decision to make because that means you have to get super uncomfortable with some conversations. Mm-hmm. But if we listen to actually listen instead of listening to respond, we, we learn about them. Someone also told me like, ask why. If someone has beliefs that are wild and like completely different than yours, just ask them like, tell me everything. Walk me through, you know, why you think that way. What brought you to that place? It'll make them non-defensive. And you you might actually learn about where they got to that place. It's, it's tough because I, 
yeah, there, there are conversations about what's clearly happening in the world that um, can be really polarizing. 100%. I, you're speaking to my soul right now because I've experienced that a little bit lately um, with people in my life. And it's tricky. And I'm guilty of it too. Sometimes I'll get so put off that I'll shut down, but I'll, I have to try not to. But at the same time, a conversation is a two-way street. And I feel like if we both go into it with the goal of listening to understand rather than waiting to talk, like you said, um, yeah, yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. I haven't mastered that yet, but I'm working on it. (laughs) Look, we're all works in, in, in progress. And I feel like at the end of the day, we're all really human. And you're an exceptionally awesome human. So are um, you. Seriously. I mean, this this made my this made my life to reconnect with you. I want to do like, a, I keep saying like, let's do part uh, 1,800. We have to keep doing check-ins. Seriously. Yeah. This was really fun. This, this was really fun. So fun. Can I ask you... Um... I have a, a a final question for you. I don't know where you're at with your questions and your outline and your super prepared amazingness, but um, I want to throw the question that you threw at me at the beginning back at you because I wanted to ask you, what is your word of the year? Oh my God. I knew you were going to do this. <laughs> you're a genius. I knew it. And it's, I was trying it's to mentally- You're a genius. And I'm just like using what you brought. <laughs> I was like trying to mentally prepare because I'm like, she's, She's so freaking awesome and she's brilliant. She's going to, it's going to come back. It's going to come back. And I didn't prepare because you're, I was fascinated by everything you were saying. You're That's awesome. fine. I stole it from someone else. So <laughs> you can take a sec. Present. And Beautiful. by present, it's, I can't tell you like the, the, the constant hem. It's been nonstop for all of us, but like, the um, the escalator that just doesn't stop mm, it's like what are those paintings what's that artist called that does the infinity staircase that yeah that visual right there i feel like is my life and um i'm post booster shot today and i i this morning felt like not great i'm amazed I, that you're here right now honestly I first of all, it was you. I had to like. I, I'm like. I, I I need to connect with 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 Pam tonight. Um, <laughs> like I drank all the liquids and I had all the soup today, but like I couldn't even take some time to lie in bed to just restore. I felt guilty, and I'm so annoyed at that all the time. Like guilty, ashamed for trying to restore and rest. It's annoying. So, and I'm not in the moment. I'm constantly like inboxes now trigger me like new emails and texts trigger me. So it's like, I have another thing on the to-do list. So I think being present might change that because when you're in the moment you remember that you're safe and that you're okay. And then actually no one's going to die if you don't respond now, or if you take half hour or an hour or three hours to just recoup. Um, because life is uh there's a lot of things happening right now so like being present and that's also for a lot of things that are about to happen like my wedding I feel like I'm not going to be present that day I don't I have so many things I want to do and I want it to look like but like I don't even think I can be present so I really need to like meditate on that so that actually opened up a whole 
You opened up a can of worms, Pam. <laughs> I, I love that answer so much because I struggle with that myself. I really do. Like I'll, I'll purposely set aside an evening to do nothing. And then I start getting antsy. I'm like, I really should check the computer right now. And I end up always losing that game because the voice is really loud. Like, you could be doing something productive right now. In fact, there's a lot of things that you're pushing towards later in the week that you should be doing right now. It's loud. And the and my the thing about the wedding that you brought up, I used to, I think, Alexa, and I probably mentioned it to you, that we used to work at a bridal store together. Yes. Right. And I find that that's such a common thing with brides. And a lot of brides now incorporate like purposeful moments on their wedding day to try to like make sure that they have, you know, that they're present. Like whether it be like the bride and groom like step away from the party and like look at the party from a different vantage point and just look at all the people that they love having a good time or, you know, sitting down to like have a plate of food because so many brides and grooms don't eat their own food at their wedding because they're like saying hi to everybody like have you thought about doing something like that to kind of try to stay present that day again full body goosebumps yes <laughs> yes one thousand percent the piece on the piece on um sort of standing back and just scanning the room without interruption um we kind of discussed how we're going to do this, but that is that, and it's going to happen multiple times during the night because a lot of work went into that room, a lot of planning and logistics and, and just looking at people having fun. Like I yes, you, and you know what you brought me back? Cause yes, yes. And not just once and not just for like two minutes, like yes. And um, dancing and eating. Yes. Eating, eating, eating. Like no one enjoys the food that they so meticulously picked yeah, out. Like I, I picked this out meticulously. Did you like it? <laughs> Did you like it? Because I have no idea. Where... <laughs> it's it, it. But that's really sad. And uh, you're right. I forget. Yes, you guys must have heard so many st- stories. People must have been like pouring their hearts out to you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's a very emotional ad- adventure to go yeah. on you know yeah. yeah but i'm so excited for you is it in august it's in august yeah it's soon it's gonna be sooner than you than you know it yeah yeah and i want to really be able to be in the moment and not feel frazzled and um hectic and because then it's it's gone and then you never get it back you know hopefully we all hope to get married one time and um you know you you don't get that moment back so you just uh, you just anchored me right now i appreciate that oh. I appreciate everything that you are and I love how I love the questions that you were asking. I know we're doing this as a joint episode, so I feel bad. Oh, I'm sending you a heart too. Um, I feel bad. Um, I don't know how long you wanted this episode to be, but I feel like I could talk to you for like 20 hours. (laughs) That was that was that was seamless. We like (laughs) full on caught up, forgot we were doing a podcast, and now here we are. Here we Uh, are. Don't feel bad. No, that was and is brilliant. I had, I'm, I'm having a blast. Like this was the best part of my day. Suddenly I, what booster? I feel great. I'm like rejuvenated, rejuvenated. Oh girl. Oh yeah, you are. Yeah. Yeah. Rejuvenated. I feel reinvigorated. uh, Yes. Yes. I I love it. I feel alive again. 
I was playing with my parents' puppy today, and uh, this is still the best part of my day. Ooh, Alice competing with Daisy. (laughs) That says a lot. I'm honored. (laughs) No, that's impossible. That can't be. That's no, no. It was it was very different vibes. Also, she's like teething right now, so she was like biting Stop. on my hands a lot. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> Stop. How adorable. You can't do that through the screen. I can't deal with the cuteness. You guys are so fun and cute. So both of you have that going for you. <laughs> Is her name Daisy? Did I hear Daisy? Yeah. Oh my god. That's like one of my top dog names ever i think what is she she a golden what is she i feel like that's a golden name she's a she's a west highland white terrier like a westie have you ever heard of them oh my god yes yeah and she's like 14 weeks she's like tiny and really floppy every time you pick her up she wiggles like a fish she's out of her mind but so cute (laughs) oh my god i'm so jealous i want a pet so badly are you thinking of getting one I well, I always wanted my fiance is allergic to everything. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a bummer. He's like, we can get a turtle. I'm like, he doesn't sound like that, by the way. <laughs> we can get a turtle. No. Uh he's like, we can get some kind of reptilian. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> no watch turtle. you watch next time we catch up, you have a little turtle sidekick on like a little pillow. That's your new cute. co-host. They're adorable, they but they just—I know they're so cute. But like, they—they they just like I'm—I know really no shade to like all you turtle moms and dads and everything. It's just that like I just want like a fuzzy. Want a cuddle? Yes, yes. Turtle doesn't give me fuzzy cuddle vibes. Like they're cute, but like who who told me they had a ferret? One of my colleagues. They have a ferret. Uh huh. Um. That's How does that go? I, they're, they're in love with their ferret. But like, that's not a species I feel comfortable exploring to have in the house. I don't know. What yeah, are your I'm thoughts? I'm not familiar with the ferrets so much. I don't know like what they need and what they're like. They're the ones that need like, um, like lots of tunnel systems, right? Because that's their inclination is to be in like tunnels and stuff. It's, it's, they're, they're the quirkiest little things. They're adorable. <laughs> They they have a great personality about them, but they're um yeah they're on the quirky side of the track. Wouldn't be my first go to, but they're they're cute. They're cute. I feel like they're illegal in certain parts, and I don't know why. I should look up look this up, but I feel like I don't know in certain parts of the states. I don't think they're legal as pets. I could be completely wrong. I'll find it, out. It, it kind of makes sense. It's kind of like the same thing as having a potbelly pig as a. I don't like as a or or a pig period as a pet like is is that even legal can you have like um like a farm animal in a house I don't know I know people do I just don't know the specifics of what that would require or entail or how it would go I love all animals but I don't know I don't know I wouldn't be confident in being a parent to every kind of animal I'm pretty confident with dogs because that's what I grew up with oh do you remember your first dog Oh, yeah. My parents have always had Westies, though. They have, like, a thing that they, they always have Westies. And so our first dog was Rosie, and she was she was a Westie as well. Oh, Yeah. I love Westies. <laughs> what about you? What was your first pet? Um, okay. So I had a... Oh, God. My, my pets range goldfish and then one... So Bubbles. <laughs> Bubbles is a great name for a goldfish. I felt very good about myself when I chose that name. And then um, my Persian cat, Pumpkin, who was oh, the so cutest. Cute. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, 
I love cats. Like to me, <laughs> I love cats. I feel like they're really simple and they, they're super quirky and, and awkward and they'll make you laugh. Dogs too, but dogs are like big babies and I feel like they actually like you. Cats <laughs> don't. Cats are like, mm, you're here. That's fine. But like, this is my space. <laughs> constantly asking for space refusing hugs unless they're in the mood which sounds like a lot of men out there but it's fine um like no seriously like, i've already had it. enough unrequited love in my life <laughs> i don't need a cat <laughs> thank you exactly so there must be something about i don't know i feel uh, i feel like i have to constantly chase or something i don't know but That's i love so cats. funny i love cats cats are great i love all of them can I ask you, are you okay? Honestly, Snuck it in there. Listen, now I really, really am. I'm so okay. Amazing. Are you okay? I'm better than okay. I'm so thrilled. I was nervous that I'd feel rusty, and I did feel rusty at certain points. Um, I loved seeing your face and chatting with you. We shouldn't let that much time go by before we do this again. I deeply appreciate you taking the time out of your day um, you and with too. the studio and, and everything and all the things happening. Oh no, like this was like, I, it was the highlight. So it, it had to happen. Thank you. I'm so happy you asked. And I, and I can't wait till next time. This was such a blast. Okay. This was great, Pam. Please come back anytime. Thank you again. I'm so, so grateful. Yes. You come back anytime and I'll come back. We'll just both come back. <laughs> That was such yes. a perfect end to this episode, Pam. Thank you so much. Hugs. Hugs to you. Wow, that almost felt illegal for how much fun that actually was. And, you know, these times are so volatile. Just all the crazy things happening in the world. A huge thank you to Pamela Portnoy for being on the episode reminding me that joy and a state of flow can still be had these days where you're having a conversation you lose track of time that's the point of being on this planet is to listen and learn from each other the more we do that the less turmoil i truly believe this planet would be in but we continue to move forward i am sending my prayers to of course the people of ukraine and anyone who's feeling deep deep anxieties for what's happening um remember tomorrow is another day and another opportunity to move forward so thank you to my listeners for also having tuned in once again i deeply appreciate you all so sending you off on a great week ahead and happy women's month everyone can't forget that's women's month and day every day of the year so sending you love. Bye.